Welcome. <laughs> Can I at least say welcome to which episode first? <laughs> Hey, book friends, this is Corey. Thanks for listening along as we have a book club of two over a cup of tea. Our goal is to explore beloved genres as well as push ourselves out of our comfort zone and explore genres we might typically overlook or avoid. In each episode, we discuss a randomly selected genre. We will be sharing our reading experience and a brief review of the books we recommended to each other from the previous episode. Also a heads up so that we can have a rich and in-depth conversation or maybe spoilers about the books we are discussing. All right, let's get started. We are on episode 11, and as we were just discussing... Kitty! Yes. <laughs> so, you know, because we don't have enough going on in our little uh, squirrel den studio, um, or just in my personal life, we uh, just added to Kitty! our house, as Kiri just said. So little Mr. Sage was sitting on her lap, and we have little Miss Juniper floating around here somewhere. So yes, now we will have two dogs, two, two cats, cats, and two podcasters all in one room. Maybe we should, that should be our new name. <laughs> two dogs, two cats, two podcasters. Yeah. Well, people would know what to expect out of that, though. I know, but that might be like good, because I feel like sometimes you don't know what to expect from True. podcasts based on there. But also, we- hold on. Okay. So you made a comment in our last episode about oh, cereal being fake. Serial? The podcast. Oh, yeah. And it's not. And it's not. Yeah. I want you to know that about 17 billion people reached out to me to tell you that it's not fake. <laughs> and my friend also reached out to me. <laughs> she texted me, hi, Carrie. And she's like, by the way, Serial's actually real. And I'm like, no way. Yeah. Aubrey was like, you need to tell Corey that Serial is real. Uh, my cousin Rebecca was like, Serial is real. Um, Why I think, did I like, think it was fake? three or four other people were like, you need to tell Corey that Serial is real. And Okay. I was like, okay, it's real. All right. I have delivered the messages okay. of the ethernet. I, I, I'm, I, I know cereal <laughs> is real now people. Okay. I'm still perplexed at why I thought it was fake and I'm still anyways, bygones. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I, I thought I needed to deliver that message and so many people mm-hmm. like listen. Oh, Shannon also was like, okay. okay, it's real. Oh, Shannon listens. Not that Shannon. Oh. oh, no, Sharon. Dang it. I always mix up Shannon and Sharon. Oh. Sharon. Tewksbury Bloom. Yeah, she Hi, was Sharon. like, it's yeah. real. And I said, I know. <laughs> but Corey doesn't know. I do know now. So we'll tell so, her. Yeah. But now we have two really cute really six-month-old kittens to take pictures of, which will be total clickbait on our Instagram account. Totally. I mean, we'll just be like, you don't care about what books we're reading? There's cute kittens on our Instagram feed, so follow us. Or you can put the books and put the cats on top of the books. Oh. And then you have the combination of both. Yeah, we'd have to train them. Whew. You know. Yeah, because... have a little... Have you never heard the phrase, it's like herding cats? I have. Okay, so... But everybody's trainable. <clears throat> it trained to use the litter box. True. It trained to not scratch get, your furniture, Get maybe. the F off our countertops. Yeah. Yeah, we have squirt bottles. I have yeah. squirt bottle. Robert just brought me you, a squirt bottle. Yeah, it's right here. Got oh, okay. Ready to go. <laughs> Curie is armed and ready to go. You just got to dangle food, like a piece yeah. of tuna in front of their mm. face and like have it up. Yeah. Or at the side. So that's what we do to, for Chester when we want him to look at the camera. And I stand above Chris and I put oh, the treat right on top of the phone so he looks like he's looking at you. You're so smart. 
or I'm just really good at bribing. Mm. You might um, also hear some crackling noises because the kittens are um, isolated to the squirrel den when we're not home. Um, Oh, they're isolated in here. Why? uh, Well, just... A, we don't want them to have free range of the house yet, and B, you know, they're still getting acclimated with the dogs, and we just want to oh. be able to still monitor their, their interactions. Right. And at night, they come in here. Oh. Yep. So you mean they don't join you in your oh God. animal bed? Thank God, no. <laughs> I'm really going to try hard to, like, That's not... That's not going to happen. Well, we'll Unless see. you lock them in here all the time. We're just going to have to get, like, a king-size bed, which would dominate our entire room. Chris and I got a king-size bed, Jesus. and it's, like, relationship-saving. And Chester is still not allowed to sleep. <laughs> but yeah. So, so oh, I, oh, 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 oh. And there we go. Sage just tried to snarf my cookie. Um, but yes, there's tape on Carrie's chair, which I did cover with a blanket, so hopefully it's not too crackly. It's not that bad. But that's our way of like trying to discourage them from scratch. Good kitty. But there is a scratch post. So yes. And, you know, Coco was humping the bed. I mean, there's just going to be chaos. Let's just be real. Oh, yep, there went the le- the uh, callers. But to real life. Real, real life. Um, but, yeah, so I guess that's what's going on in my world is I have... <laughs> kitties! <laughs> it took me a while to realize uh, that there were kitties on your laps because I, I walked in and the dogs were, like, singing me the song of their people. Well, they were like, Gary, you haven't been here forever. Oh, my God, we missed you so much. Why haven't you been here? We're going to pee on your foot. <laughs> <laughs> then you're gonna go home and Chester's gonna be like, What? what? <laughs> that's exactly his voice. Uh, so. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, I guess, you know, that's five minutes of banter. I'm sure our uh, listeners are going, Would you all get on with it? Meh, they um, like this part. Yeah. I did get feedback from a bookstore customer, and he's like, Your episodes are a tiny bit long. Oh. And I was like, okay. Good to know. And he said, well, he said, maybe they're not, but he's like, I don't really drive anywhere, so I just, I only have certain amounts of time where I'm, like, moving and... So maybe we should do 30 minutes or less. Speed podcast. Speed podcast. We'll just talk really fast. Really, really really fast. We can have Daniel super zoom our voices, so we're talking really, really (laughs) fast all the time. Or we we sound like squirrels. Yeah. Or you can just fast forward through the stuff you don't want to listen to. Like our banter. Yeah, it's okay. (gasps) I won't be offended. So, anyways... Uh, so I guess we'll, so we have news. Do we want to do what we're eating and drinking first, or do we want to do our news first? You get to pick. Uh, let's do our news first. Okay. Well, that's you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, we have decided to kind of go back to our roots of how Corey and I decided to start this podcast, which is we would get together, we would have tea, and we would just talk about the books that we were reading. Yep. So, instead of having kind of a assignment-like feel to our podcast we're gonna go back to a more organic conversation of the books that we're currently reading without it being tied to a specific genre yep and or, that or specific having specific books that you know we're reading ahead of time right so it'll be easier to be like oh kiri abandoned five books this week because <laughs> but she read two that she loved exactly and yeah. maybe why i abandoned some of those books mm-hmm. um but also talk about the books that i did like and same with Corey. We're going to mm-hmm. have this fluid conversation instead of kind of a regime of how... You must read this exactly, book. Exactly. Because as we have found out, Kiri is not good at that. And then Corey gets stressed because I feel like I have to read it even <laughs> if I'm not overly thrilled with it. So, so we're just going to cut that nonsense out and we're just going to talk books that we read. Yeah. Without it being planned. Exactly. 
I mean, we'll do some planning. But yeah. I, I mean, but yes, yeah, so we're not going to say, okay, here's the next books we're reading. Right. So You'll have to stay um, tuned for the next books. Yeah, yeah. And and we mar- and as we kind of uh, figure this new format out, I'm sure we'll, from episode to episode, probably talk about what's on our list that we're going to be planning to read before the next episode. So we'll give you some hints. But that might, but again, you know, we might each pick up a couple books and be like, nope. Nope. So we'll tell you that and why we chose to put them down. Yep. Because um, even if it wasn't one for us, you know, we should be able to at least give you a brief explanation of what the book's about and you can make a decision if you want to read it. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'll still kind of weave in some genre stuff here and there if we come across something that we want to share with you. And and maybe one day Corey and I will read the same book at the same time. <laughs> and both like it. And both like That'll it. That'll never happen. I mean, it might happen 1% of the time. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Pixie says hi. Um, we'll see. I, I mean, I'd have to go back and look. I don't know that there was... I mean, there's books that we jointly liked, but I don't know that there was books that we jointly were like, oh my god, this was amazing! Both of us. The Except for maybe today's book. I don't know. I don't know your opinion on this, so we'll see. I know, I've kept it quiet. I, and we both have. <laughs> the kitties are playing <laughs> instruments. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I'm excited about it because I I mean, honestly, I have already read probably six or seven five-star books this year of books that have just come out this year that I'm really excited to talk about with people, um, that I've been like shoving in everyone's face at the bookstore. So now I can, um, you want to give me any of those? I have been reading duds. Oh, okay. It's been rough. Hmm. Well, you know, there is piles of books in this room, so maybe you need to peruse the collection a bit before you leave and steal a few things to see if they speak to you. Totally. I'll try and make some recommendations, too, okay. based on what you're feeling. I bet, we, I, you know, I, I pride myself on my ability to match make people with books. So you are good at it. I, I, I feel like I can find something in here for you. You can. Okay. All right. So, yeah, so that's kind of where we're headed, and um, we look forward to feedback from you all. Let us know what you think of it, and... If there's things that you liked that we were doing before that we stopped doing, let us know and we'll see if we can weave it in. But hopefully this will add more books to your TBR and make still for an interesting conversation, but just a different conversation. Yeah. So. Organic. Organic. That's our word. Yep. Organic and yeah. natural. Organic and natural. It'll still be Non-GMO. a book club for two. It'll just be a different book club for two. Yep. Not GMO. <laughs> I just got that. Uh <laughs> Speaking of non-GMO, we have some eats and drinks today. We do. Yeah, I don't know if they're non-GMO or not. Um, They are non-GMO and they're gluten-free. Sweet. Oh, yum. Okay. So I brought over, because it's summertime and cranberries and lemons seem to be like a really yummy summertime. Lemons or oranges? Oh, oranges. Okay. I keep getting those confused. (laughs) Um, So I brought over some cranberry orange oatmeal inspired cookies they're really good really good they're kind of like a robert said they're kind of like a um scone scone, and i would agree they're cakey yeah yeah not crumbly like a scone biscuity but kind of just that fluffier Mm -hmm. texture it's beating that butter beating that butter yeah 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 i had grand schemes of i found michelle obama's world famous cookie recipe online and i had grand schemes of making it for today and i just my life has been wackadoodle i feel you yeah so thank you for making cookies of course and i contributed the tea um so you know again with sips by um you all have heard it a million times but i really like sips by because it gives 
uh, different tea every month to try and I get to tell them whether or not I like it. And I have found that they're pretty good about adapting if I'm like, stop sending me this type of tea or I want more. Like at one point, Robert was like, can you ask them to send more uncaffeinated teas? I'm like, yes. So this box in particular, I really like. There's this Manhattan Black, which is high caffeine and it's just a basic black tea um, but it's supposed to have as much caffeine as a cup of coffee. And it's pretty tasty. And uh, the one we are drinking is... English Afternoon. Thank you. English Afternoon by Ahmed Teas. So again, it's a high caffeine. And they, fun fact, they're a British company and they supply tea for uh, Buckingham Palace. Mm. So that's cool. And this is kind of a, I would say, this is if um, English Breakfast and Earl Grey had a baby. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea, yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, basic black teas, but then it has a little bit of bergamot in it, like a um, Earl Grey would. And it has a fun little English countryside picture. It looks like a horse race, yeah. So. Or war. I think it's a horse race. No, I think it's war. Huh. Or maybe not. They're not wearing the red the red suits. Yeah, yeah. It must be like a performance, maybe. Maybe we'll like uh, a, maybe we'll post a picture. Maybe you all can go on and look, and we can vote because there's like stands and stuff. I really think it's a horse race, um, unless it's like the changing of the guard, like something similar that it's an event. No, I'm pretty sure it's a horse race. Um, I've been to a lot of horse races, but there's no lines. Yeah, but there's never lines. But there's a, there's fences. Anyways, we'll to do a close up of this, and we'll Corey listeners and I are going to argue about this. <laughs> so we want you all to vote and tell us: Do you think it's a performance, a war, or a horse race? Okay. Um, I mean, technically, a horse race is performance. True. So I went regardless. Wow. <laughs> this is how our president became president. Oh God, let's not go there. Let's not even go there. Do you really want to compare yourself to that crazy no. uh, creep of a man? Yeah, no. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, so our book. Um, oh, so here's what we're going to do today. Um, so... Kiri didn't Ki- like two of the books. Kiri's a pain in the ass, so she didn't read two of my books. So I did read them. <laughs> so I will. You t- liked them. Well, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Um, so I will talk about both of those today. So we will be talking about three books. Three books total. Um, the book that I picked for its cover, and then um, the book that we both read, which we'll introduce here in Two Shakes of a Lamb Tale, and then um, my, which is the book Celebrity Book Club pick. Yep. And then we'll talk about my celebrity book club pick. Yep. We'll round down with that. So I guess do we want to start then with my book for a cover to kind of keep the progression of how it would have sure. gone? Okay. So mine was The Hazelwood, which I actually, yes, really did love. It has a super cool cover, and it's now out in um, paperback as well as hardcover. And they kept the same design, but instead of it being black with gold and silver embossing, they did it in, like, a really pretty green and turquoise blue embossing. Mm. I know. I'm like, ooh, I I want both of you. Um, And so, yes, I totally picked it for the cover, but also it was just a book I wanted to read. And it's basically... It's kind well the book it's it's like a dark fairy tale about dark fairy tales is the best way I can describe it. And you the main character is Alice and I'm going to flip back to my little notes cuz I made a few notes to myself cuz it's been a long time since I read this. And um she's 17. This is a YA book and 
all her life, she has traveled around the country with her mom, and bad luck always seems to find them. And as soon as the bad luck shows up, her mom hits the road with her. So she's moved around a lot, but they're now in New York City. Her mom has, I, I can't remember if she's gotten remarried or she's moved in with a really rich guy. And so part of it is um, Alice adjusting to this new life. And so the kind of the main thing that happens is that she comes home from school or work one day and discovers her mother has been kidnapped. And the other mysterious part of her life is this grandmother, her mother's mom, that she's never met, but is known for writing this really creepy book of fairy tales called The Hazelwood. I think that was that. Yeah. And um, and it has kind of this weird cult following. There's hardly any copies of it available. And um, you can only find snippets here and there. But they're really dark and creepy, like things so and the fairy tales will take place in this um location called the hinterland so she discovers her mom has been kidnapped and that and the message that she gets is that it was by a character from the hinterland so she connects with one of her friends from high school and they go on this big search slash adventure to find where her grandmother lives and um and to see if they can find her mom. And so very quickly what they discover <laughs> is that the fairy tales are, that the these creepy evil characters from the fairy tales are breaking out and they're coming and they're coming after her and they're killing other people and all of this stuff. And I don't want to say a whole lot more because some of what's really cool about the book is what you find out about the fairy tales and where they came from and why they're escaping and all of that. And there's supposed to be a second one. Um, so... I thought it was really cool. I enjoyed it. Um, and one of the things that I thought was really cool is beyond just the illustrations on the front of the book, each chapter has like a little illustration by the chapter number. And you and I started realizing soon that the little illustration reflects something that's going to happen in the chapter. So I gave it two thumbs up. I think I probably gave it four stars on Goodreads. I'd have to go back and check. But if you like kind of that type of stuff, you know, kind of in the fairy tale fantasy realm and YA and dark, creepy stuff. Um, and it's not too scary. I mean, I don't want to make it sound, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely not happy ending stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. So how far did you get? I don't know. I was listening to the audiobook. Interesting. Okay. And then I stopped listening to the audiobook okay. because I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. The narrator was not good. So it may not be that you didn't like the book, you just didn't like... The narrator. that, Which can make a big difference. It can. It's, yeah. like, huge. If the okay. narrator's not good, I don't like it. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe if I end up buying a copy of it, I'll put it in your hands and make you at least try reading it and seeing if you like the story better without... If you're narrating it yourself in your head. I got to... She becomes friends with that guy. Ellery. Yeah, and uh -huh. they start figuring out, like, they need to do something. Yeah. And then I stopped. <laughs> they need to do something. Yeah. So her mom had been kidnapped, yep. and, um, yeah. So I, yeah, I think it was, um, yeah, I don't want to say anything more. Because really, like I said, there's some twists and turns that explain kind of all of this towards the end. And I could give you more of the plot, but then it would really just, then you, I mean, you might as well not read the book, honestly. Well, um, you can do that too. So, but, so yes, hopefully if that sounds like it's your cup of tea, 
See what I did there? Yes. Then uh, pick it up. And like I said, it's even in paperback. But according to Curie, you may not want to do it as an audiobook. Um, it may not be the best of choices for that. Yeah. So, so yeah. That is The Hazelwood by Melissa Albert. All right. So <laughs> we just ended our books for, chosen for covers yes. <laughs> segment. And now we're going to move into Celebrity Book Club, which was one of my genre picks because I'm really fascinated, honestly, by this whole... I mean, Oprah's book club's been around for a million years, right? Right. And now we have Reese Witherspoon has a book club. Yeah. And um, Emma, what's her face? Um, Hermione. What's Emma's last name in real life from the movies? Yeah, I don't know. She has her own book club, which kind of has a feminist slant. She always has really cute pictures of herself putting picture, putting free books around wherever she's visiting. Hmm. Um, there's, oh, Sarah SJP has her book club. And in fact, she started her own publishing imprint. She started picking specific books and print and printing them and putting them out into the world. Hmm. But she has a book club and... I know there's other celebrity ones, yeah. but I'm fascinated by that because when you think about it, I mean, those type of people are kind of the ultimate influencers, right? right? So if, if Reese Witherspoon says, you should read this book, right? I mean, everyone thinks Reese Witherspoon's cute as button and has good taste. So of course you're going to read what Reese Witherspoon recommends. Right. But I'm always curious, like, does she, I'd be curious, Reese, can you write me? Let me know how you do this. Cause, uh, I know you're listening, but <laughs> High hopes, Corey. High hopes. I know, I know. Maybe I'll tag her in this one and be like, Reese, I, I, I left you a message in this podcast. Please go listen in all your spare time. Um, but I'm always curious with someone like that. Like, does she actually pick the books or does she have like an assistant that goes out and like, I don't know, screens? She says, find me books in this particular type. And then she screens four or five of them and makes a decision. Does she just let someone else pick them and she puts her stamp of approval? I mean, I think she genuinely reads them. I'm just curious of what her selection process is and how involved she is in that. Yeah. So tell me, Reese. Tell us all, actually. I'm, I can't be the only person that has that question. Probably not. Hmm. Anyways. So we're going to start with your book. Yep. And then we'll talk about mine. Yep. So drum roll. I guess it's not that exciting. You can, you can find it online. Okay. What did you pick? Becoming by Michelle Obama. Which was... Awesome. But who picked it? Who, who's the celebrity? Oprah. Carrie <laughs> just gave me this blank look like, oh God, who did pick this book? So it's hard because I read this book like back in February or yeah. something no, like that. No, it was that. like December. Yeah. So I got the audio book as soon as it came out and I listened to it. Hey. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a dog porno happening. <laughs> You're a girl. I didn't know that girls humped. Anyway. Yeah. So this book came out, I think, in November or September. I think November. I think it was November. Yeah. And I really like the Obamas. I think they're fascinating people. And I really like Michelle Obama and what she did during her tenure at the White House. Mm hmm. Um, you know, she always seemed pretty, I don't know if relatable is the right word, but like somebody that you could have a cup of coffee with mm -hmm. yeah. and like be able to touch subjects that you're both familiar with. Mm -hmm. And so the book uh, goes 
she talks about her childhood growing up in the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And with her brother and her family, her mom and dad. An extended family. An extended family. Grandparents. And, and the neighbors are kind of mm-hmm. their family. Like, they're all, they have each other's backs. They're a big, big family, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then it talks about how, you know, she did a study abroad trip, which was like, Mm. Something that she never thought she could do, but Mm -hmm. that kind of started exposing her to other cultures in the world. She came back from that and, you know, she put a lot of pressure on herself, I think, for her whole life. Like Mm -hmm. the story about her not being able to spell white Mm -hmm. in grade school Mm -hmm. and how, you know, she then that kind of encouraged her to study her ass off. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be top student in everything I do from now on. Like, I don't ever want somebody to laugh at me because I can't spell white. Yeah. Um, and so it just, it's her whole story of what she's gone through from before meeting mm-hmm. Obama. Like, mm-hmm. she was a lawyer. I don't know if people knew that. Like, yeah, she actually hired Obama. Right. Um, to, well, she was on the recruiting team. Yeah, but she was the one that had to, like, take him out to lunch and kind mm-hmm. of teach him the ropes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then they ended up courting and dating Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, then he started running for a political office and that whirlwind of an experience and having kids and living in different cities and the commutes. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's fascinating. Yeah. The assumptions and expectations that were put on her as the wife of a politician. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean... The title was really, once you know what the book about is really kind of cool because the book is about identity. Yeah. I mean, at, at its heart and about a woman's identity at different points in their lives yeah. and, um, you know, and how it evolves and changes and mm-hmm. is influenced by what's going on and who's in your life right? and the choices you have to make and how do you, how do you not lose yourself and how do you stay true to the person that you are when you're... In, in the this, limelight. Yeah, when your life is kind of hijacked by, you know, the country's biggest office. <laughs> yeah. And I did like that they didn't spend too much time talking about her time at the White House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was more of that memoir of this is what I did and this mm-hmm. is how I did it and now this is where I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there were glimpses into her life of, like, the big yeah. space and trying to sneak out of the White House without security to go see the fact that <laughs> when know, that's the so crazy. rainbow flag showed up on the White mm-hmm. House, you know, with the lights. And they're, like, chasing after them. Totally. You can't be by yourself. Yeah. I mean, it was just those little glimpses of humanity during mm-hmm. a time where you don't get those glimpses because yeah. she had to be on. Or when she talks about Sandy Hook and, and the yeah. audio version, and, she's, and you hear her literally choking up yeah. as she's reading her own reflections yeah. on that experience and you're like, <laughs> totally. you're like um yeah i mean i listened to most of it as an audiobook as well based on your recommendation my um my library you know it was one of those things i was kind of sneaky funny little aside i was sneaky and i um we didn't the library didn't yet have the audio version so i put it in as a request uh because the waiting list for the ebook and the hard they were insane of course i mean it's been on the top it's been at the top of the bestseller lists for months now Mm -hmm. as it should be but i was like oh sweet well (laughs) i got a little hung up in that of course once uh, 
they even though I made the request with all electronic books, ebooks, and audio, they don't automatically check it out to you. So they'll send you an email, but like in both in that instance, someone else was like, "Sweet, becoming as an audiobook." So oh, I was shit. like first on the wait list, and I was like, "God dang it!" But of course, by the time it got to the end of my twenty-one days. Um, there was a really long wait list yeah. for it. So what I actually ended up doing is on Quiet Nights at the Bookstore, I finished it off for the copy of the bookstore. Nice. Um, but I, but that, but that was cool because I could still kind of hear her voice. Yeah. Um, as I was reading it yeah. to myself, and it's worth ta- at least taking a look at the hard copy because there's a really cool section of pictures from oh, okay. throughout her life. Uh, that I really enjoyed, like, you know, pictures of her as a baby mm-hmm. and with her brother and when they got married and, like, a really young picture of them in Hawaii and their bathing suits and, you know, again, just really kind of casual family album snapshots that I thought was nice. Um, but, yeah, I I agree with everything that you said. I think, you know, it certainly was a bit of a political memoir, but I appreciated that mm-hmm probably two-thirds of it was leading up to the White House. And it was really more about her own identities as, you know, as a child and Mm -hmm. then as a young adult and then as a college student and then as a young professional and then, you know, dating. And, um, you know, so it was – and I think it was also – my bit. one of my big takeaways is that willingness to understand that your life and your identity continues to evolve. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she went from a lawyer to a hospital administrator Mm -hmm. to – working at a university to becoming a mom and like realizing that some things are going to have to give and change based on interests and, um, what's, what else is going on in her world. And, but then at the end of, I think it's at the beginning and at the end, the beginning, she kind of says like, I'm sitting in our new house and I've just put cheese on toast and I'm Mm -hmm. putting it into Mm -hmm. the toaster uh, oven oven and it's quiet. And, you know, it talks, she touches briefly on like, what is my next thing? Like, mm-hmm. what is my mm-hmm. next yeah. opportunity and task at hand? And I thought it was just like a beautiful full circle of her life of mm-hmm. you get that, you know, little snippet about the cheese toast. Yeah. And then we go into when she's a little kid and then we end and mm-hmm. it's like she's on the back porch of her new house and it's mm-hmm. she's looking up at the night sky and it's very it's yeah, like I said, it's full circle. And I just really enjoyed it and it Mm -hmm. made me miss them so much yeah yeah I mean I felt like it was really genuine and you know there was no artifice and there was no kind of spin Mm -hmm. it I mean I'm I'm sure I mean of course there was some uh of course there was some um What, so, yeah, I mean, obviously people looked at it and gave her a few minutes to... <laughs> Pixie's, like, really trying to get all up in Curious Business right now. She's like, love me, please. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I didn't feel like there was an agenda or a motive. No. And I don't... I'm sure that there was some, you know, changing of some details or some vagueness or mm-hmm. whatnot based on privacy and probably some political things but overall I just was I felt like yeah it was just a story of her life and and you know and I think that's one of those things where it reminds us that the first lady and hopefully at some point it'll be a first husband um (laughs) uh 
our first man, what are they going to call it? Anyways, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, they're often just seen as a secondary player and mm-hmm. someone to arrive looking pleasant on, you know, and that host or hostess mm-hmm. and looking pleasant and acting pleasant and realizing that, you know, this was a Princeton educated woman who yeah. went to, I think, Harvard Law School yeah. and has in her own right, her own story and her own experiences and her own intelligence and I think that often gets discounted because it wasn't her time in the limelight. And that's a big part of it. Like this, you know, for a large part of her life, it was about Barack. And she admits that she was a reluctant participant. She was kind of pulled into this whirlwind of it and kind of kept going, is this what we really want? Is this what I want? And, you know, and not saying poor little me, look at everything that I had to give up. But I think it's fair to say, yes, I did have to make sacrifices and give up to honor what my husband wanted to do. And for me to say, you know, you are important and you can have this really amazing because she talks about this like duty and sense of responsibility as she understood where he was headed and what she knew he was capable of doing for the country. She realized that if she tried to hold him back that that would be a really selfish move on her part. Right. That she, I, I think she talks about some instances of things that happened in the country. And after those things happened, she was like, okay, yeah, I I have to let him do this mm-hmm. because it's important for where we are at this point in time that he have this opportunity to show our country and the world, you know, what a black man is capable of in our, the top leadership yeah. role in the country. And even though that was not really what she wanted for right. her life and her for her kids, and she was just like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and how am I going to adjust to that? Mm-hmm. I, um, I don't know if you remember this part. This was the White House part, too. But at a certain point, I'm kind of paraphrasing it. She talks about how at some point her and Barack reflected on the fact that the White House was built, built by slaves. was built by slaves. Yeah. And here they are in this fancy place. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, and a lot of the, you know, a lot of the workers, the menial, more menial staff were black people. Mm-hmm. And how did that feel to be in this role where suddenly they were waiting on her right. <laughs> and taking care of her every need? And, you know, and how did that feel to her? And I don't know, it just, it was really, you know, and it, and I would agree though, the White House stuff was interesting, but I really enjoyed more the story of her really up to the White House. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, I, and I wonder, you know, maybe, <laughs> I wonder if she tried to argue against even including the White House part. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, do you think she, do, was, was there like this moment where she was having conversations and they're like, yeah, you have to talk about your experience in the White House. People are going to want to know. And she's like, but I don't care about <laughs> that. No, I think that's such a pivotal point in her life of like, a black woman that mm-hmm. is now the center of attention. Like, mm-hmm. I think that has, you know, like the scandal of her wearing a dress that had her shoulders exposed, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. the kind of beef that she got for being mm-hmm. who she was and starting the garden. And, you know, like mm-hmm. those are all parts of her that she sprinkled throughout that presidency that I think helped her become who she is today right so you know i think the brevity of it is probably because you probably can't say too much of what happened at the white house but you Mm -hmm. can probably talk about the initiatives that you've led you know which was the garden and the move Mm -hmm. move first or that the move thing that she does with kids you know 
going and seeing the house lit up like the rainbow. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it was definitely a a big part of who she was and maybe things she couldn't really talk about yeah. during those times because, I don't know, if it's anything like the British monarchy, you're not allowed to have any <laughs> opinions. You're just supposed to kind of right. go with what your people tell you to go with. Well, and I think, Kiana, keeping in with what the book talked, you know, a lot of the other book, I mean, some of it was just like, what does it mean to be a parent? Yeah. And, and <laughs> when you're... And having this security guard follow your daughter to prom, mm -hmm. you know, like... <laughs> or or showing up to your daughter's tennis match right. and, you know, and the hoopla that, you know, when it's supposed to be about your daughter yeah. and it's like, oh, look, the president's, you know. Right. I mean, how do you, yeah, how do you balance all of that? Yeah. Um... But I think, yeah, she also just, you know, there was a lot of humor in it, too. Mm -hmm. And again, this is where I loved listening to it when she would sometimes kind of, you know, in many ways her, and I didn't, I guess this is where I didn't know much about really either of them, but she talks so much about how they were polar opposites, you yeah. know, how she, like you were talking about earlier, she's this really type A driven, mm -hmm. intense, like everything is very precise and orderly. And, you know, it's a little bit more flippant and like Hawaii style, like, yeah, bro. Like he was late to their first meeting. <laughs> well, and kind of just a hot mess with like, like messy, like yeah. literally messy, you yeah. know, and she would just be like, it is damn socks, <laughs> you know, and you could just hear her tone change. Like she's like having a conversation with her girlfriends yeah. about how her husband won't pick up his shit around the house. Yeah, and totally. you're like, oh, Barack. Yeah. Wow. Look you at messy. You messy. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I love those little snippets of, you know, and they're going out for their date night dinners at that one restaurant mm. in Chicago. And, and I think her honesty with, um, infertility and yeah. um and how that affected them and you know again i think that's one of those things you know it's becoming more common to talk about infertility treatments and things like ivf but i think probably when they were going through that there was still a lot of stigma and shame yeah. around you know not being able to do it on your own right <laughs> um and just the complications of you know i you know and i think that was the other thing i appreciated is you know she talked a lot about how their, you know, their marriage had problems like any marriage did. In fact, that was my favorite quote. I did write down one quote that I, um, which I thought, you know, we're both married ladies. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, she writes probably the best and most sustaining answer to nearly every question arising inside a marriage, no matter who you are or what the issue is, you find ways to adapt. If you are in it forever, there's really no choice. Yeah. And I think that really just kind of sums up her whole life story. Yeah. Um, you know, she, and I just thought that was, I think we all get into these ruts and bickering and frustrations with our partners, especially because we're around them all the time. Right. And I think, you know, there's, I'm not, I'm not anti-divorce by any stretch of the imagination, but I just think sometimes if it gets too hard, like if you don't find, if you're, if you're unwilling to adapt, and I mean that both ways. You know, that's when problems arise. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to be thinking, you know, you know, that's not always going to be perfect. Yeah. And and we all change and grow. And I think that's the other thing is being ready to say, OK, we're not the same people we were when we got married 10 years ago or when we met 15 years ago. Right. And figuring out what does that look like now and being willing to acknowledge that and see, is there a way to work through that? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, if you just find you've grown in directions that won't work, 
that's your choice. And I will never question that. But I just, I hope people don't just kind of give up because things suddenly get hard, get hard or because you become a different person. Right. So I appreciated her talking a lot about that, about their differences Mm -hmm. and navigating that along the way. And I think it just made me reflect a lot of my own marriage and, you know, and what things do I need to work on and what things do I do well? And, um, I don't know. It just left me with some things to think about, I think overall. So yeah, becoming. So how did you score it? I gave it five. Okay. Yeah. I think I gave it four or five. So I, so, Hey, we found a book that we both love. Oops, sorry. Hope that wasn't too loud. No, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. And I hope the kittens keep stepping on the computer. So I'm really hoping we haven't screwed up the recording. If there's some weird little thingies, I'm sorry. But kittens. Dang it. (laughs) So um, we're going to wrap up with my pick, which uh, was Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine pick. It's the Erotic Stories for Punjabi Widows by, and I have her name, hold on, um, Bali Kaur Jaswal. And honestly, I mean, it's been kind of on my radar. I picked it because, in case you can't tell, I kind of like Reese Witherspoon, and I think she has great taste, and um, and I had it on my bookshelf. So I would say, I mean, in a nutshell, I liked it. I didn't love it. <laughs> I finished it, but there were some times that I was kind of like, is this for me? Should I stop? But I knew Carrie had already abandoned it, so I was like, well, crap. I you can to... abandon books, too. I know. I we'll know. just say we abandoned it, and okay. we'll talk about something else. But I'm glad I fit. But but I'm glad I finished it, because I did kind of, it, it towards the end, I, I liked how it kind of unfolded. So, I mean, I would say, so the first thing, and this is just me being, I'm, I'm a bit of a prude at times, in an, um... <laughs> It actually is a bit racy. <laughs> there are actually little erotic stories written by the Punjabi widows, and they get pretty detailed. And I was like, oh, goodness. <laughs> this is like, kind of was pushing me out of my comfort zone a little bit there. Um, which Kiri probably would have loved, because I think she likes the little steamy, racy <laughs> do, bits. Yeah. Um, whereas the, what I really liked was the um, was the story about Nikki, who was the main girl. And, you know, it's kind of a... Twenty something coming of age. It's set in Brit in England, which in London, which of course I always love a good London uh, gal about town type of story. And um, you know the main things that are happening is Nikki lives above a pub and works at a pub. She's a proper Indian. She's so her she's disappointing her mother because she's not a proper Indian woman. Right. And her father had recently, within the last few years, died very suddenly, and they were in the midst of a big argument. Um, when he died about what she was going to do with her life. He really wanted her to be a lawyer and she had decided it wasn't for her. Um, But then he died before they ever resolved anything. So that was, uh, you know, that's been kind of something that's been haunting her, but there's a part of London and I forgot to write down the name of the area, but it's where a lot of, especially the Indian immigrants moved to, you know, kind of like a lot of times a certain nationality of immigrants will all kind of cluster in one area. So they have like a community center and all of this stuff. And so she goes there because her sister really wants her. So there's a big like, it's like a want ads board, but it's for, um, it's like a hookup board for finding your perfect spouse. And so she, her sister talks her into going out there to hang up her profile. Cause she's trying to meet a husband and, um, 
And and so she ends up getting roped in by this other character who also does some narrating, Coolwinder, uh, into teaching what she thinks is going to be a class about teaching English to um, women. And um, and then there's it's kind of a that's not what they were looking for. Um, and then I forget how it happens, but oh, she bought as a joke, I think, for her friend, a book of erotic stories. And then she finds out that these Punjabi widows actually like that and they want to make up their own stories. And so it's also this really like interesting cultural thing in that, you know, this is a culture where once your husband dies, like you dress a different way and you're kind of a, and I'm using quotes, um, a burden now on your family because your husband's not around to take care of you. And you're basically almost supposed to live like this pure nun type of life where it's not really fun and instead they she's discovering and these and it's women of all ages there's old women but there's also women whose husbands have passed away at a younger you know a younger time and so it's kind of about these women finding this community and having fun and getting to be a little crazy and risque and um and all of that and then Colewinder, who works at the community center who hired nikki she kind of has you know, this there's a little bit of a mystery and it unfolds that her daughter had committed suicide um, in her husband's house the year before. And she, but it under kind of under mysterious circumstances. And she's like, I just don't think she would have committed suicide. But then there's these allusions to her getting threats and warnings, like phone calls and things. And then there's also this uh, kind of creepy group of unemployed young men called the Brotherhood who are trying to impose a very conservative moral code, especially on the women in the area. So you have kind of these, you know, traditional culture clashes with up and coming, you know, people. And so there is kind of this mystery aspect that unfolds while um, Nikki's also figuring out what she wants to do with her life and she meets a boy and, um, you know, so it kind of has some of that classic like romantic, you know, just coming of age story stuff. But it's also just about these these women and, and, and culture and stuff like that. So, again, I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it enough to finish it, and I'm glad that I did. I didn't feel like it was a waste of my time, but it didn't quite move as fast as I would have liked it to have, I guess. And again, if you're going to read this, um, uh, and as, I guess if you do it as an audiobook, make sure you're using earbuds because it gets pretty explicit. <laughs> if people want to listen to what I'm listening to, then they deserve it. <laughs> yeah. So how far did you, I mean, you abandoned this quite a bit ago, right? Yeah, I think I got like 25 pages in. Okay, so it just, what you, and it did get kind of off to a slow start. Like, Yeah, um, I gotta get quick. Yeah. You gotta grab me quick. So, I think if you had stuck it out, you probably would have liked it overall, I think, honestly. Really? I think so. I mean, I, I know you've read similar stuff, like kind of, I don't say similar styles, but kind of that same story arc type of thing. And mm-hmm. I, I think you would have found it cute and amusing. I don't think you would have, you probably, I think if you'd made it all the way to the end, you probably would have given it three stars. Oh, okay. I, I think I could be wrong, but, um, but I don't know that I'm like, you must read this. I mean, right. I have a copy of it if you want to give it another world, but, um, there's plenty of other good books out there. So yeah. Yeah. Your kitty is purring on me. Oh, Okay. Wow. I talked a lot. I'm really tired now. (laughs) All right. All right. So. This ends season three. Yeah. And we're going to, we'll probably continue to pick up and you'll, you'll hear from us soon in the next few weeks and we'll 
try out this new format and hopefully you'll give us some feedback, hopefully good feedback, and we'll continue to have fun with this and hopefully you will too. Yep. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Hey, book friends. We hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks for listening along with us. Head over to our podcast site to share your recommendations and your opinions with us on the books we have read. That website is booksandteapodcast.com. It's also where you will find our podcast show notes with a full list of titles for the books, along with our favorite tea and what we mentioned today. If you are on any social media, feel free to stop by our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter accounts. You will find those links on our website. To be the first to hear about the next new podcast and what we are working on, make sure you are signed up to our newsletter.